0: Business for Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. We're all property people running our own businesses. And this podcast is just us chatting every week about the reality of anything and everything property. This week, we are very pleased to be joined by Simon Glastonbury, uh, our resident mortgage expert. And as much as we like talking to, to Simon, we had planned not to be talking to Simon for a little bit longer than this. However, after our last recording with Simon, one or two things changed, and slightly unexpectedly, and and perhaps a little more dramatically than would normally be expected. (laughs) But before we get into that, I'm just going to let you know that at the end of this episode, we're we're going to run through some current mortgage rates. I I might sort of say best, but I'm not not sure sure we can actually attach best or or anything positive, yes, to to the current (laughs) mortgage rates. But we will run through some typical mortgage rates at the end of the episode. So to hang on for that. In the meantime, though, I'm going to hand over to, to Simon to just initially give us a bit of a summary of the ups and downs and turmoil and adventures of the last month or so since we last spoke.
1: G'day, guys. It's, um, yeah, adventures certainly over the last few weeks, certainly from a um, mortgage broking point of view. Rates being withdrawn very, very quickly lenders panicking i would say because they're not quite sure what's going to be happening with rates over the over the coming years and for those who've kept rates and products on the market they they've increased them at a a rate we haven't seen for for a a very long time
0: when when you started to see this happen how rapid was it i mean after the mini budget obviously was it On that day or did you start seeing things sort of a few days later and and how quickly did it snowball
1: days when the products get withdrawn from lenders on uh, depending on which lender they can sometimes say we will rejoin them as of close of business or some of the lenders were quite good and then would give you until 10 11 o'clock of that evening to get applications through I'd say that's good because you at least it does give you time to contact clients and say do you want to go ahead do you want to get the, the products in because as soon as the as soon as the the application for most of the lenders as soon as the application's in you've secured the rate if the product if the application goes through to offer you know as we know lots of things can happen in that in that time which will dictate whether you get the offer or not but if it goes according to plan, you will get that product so that it's secured. So people were putting lots and lots of products in. And then of course you have a situation where systems are crashing because so many applications are going in. Most of the, the, the sort of high street as as people would know, the high street lenders, they would get they were the ones withdrawing very quickly. And then although saying that, the specialist lenders, buy to let lenders, HMO, etc., they would generally speaking give you a little bit longer but then once the products were withdrawn you basically didn't see products coming back on the market since that i mean it's been a crazy what three weeks possibly since we last spoke and since that pretty much all of the lenders have come back on board but let's just say the rates are interesting
0: are there still fewer products on the market though if if all of the lenders are sort of back in the market in some degree uh, have they come back with fewer products or is the is the product range there again as well
1: yeah product range is still there They're, they're definitely fewer on the market there are a couple of the smaller lenders and withdrawn completely from the from the marketplace so and that i think that's short term definitely until they get their house in order, and they know that they're, they're more confident as to what's going to happen. How, uh, uh, well, how they can be more confident, we don't know, but I think that's the case. But the, the lenders are definitely coming in, but you can see the more nervous lenders are coming back with rates which are much higher. So whether they're also controlling that with levels of business, we spoke some time ago about service. You know, the lenders were pulling rates quite quickly to manage service. It's not what they were saying directly but you could see it without a doubt they had far too much far too many applications in they couldn't control it they couldn't get the the admin through and underwrite them which is frustrating from our side from your side putting the applications in so they were controlling it that way and now they seem to be controlling certainly from a service point of view and a rate point of view because they don't know where they're going with rates either it's very clear you look from the outside looking in that's exactly what they're doing but it seems to be affecting the smaller specialist lenders more
0: so. So we'll, we'll talk more about rates sort of later-ish in the podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll save them, save the exciting bit. <laughs> but there's lots of other things that have been changing around with mortgages. And one of them, of course, is is the product fees. So I know in, in the past I've had um, mortgages that have had no fees. I've had ones that have cost, I don't know, £1,000-ish. Two thousand pounds ish. I haven't really. Well, I have seen, but I haven't chosen any that have had percentage-based fees. But I seem to be seeing those sort of mentioned and listed a lot more. So, what what sort of fee options are there on on the market at the moment, and how has that changed in the last few weeks?
1: I, I don't think this sort of change in rate or view, a uh, long, longer-term view by lenders, has. It's made a, a particular change to fees as such. We have started to see percentage fees come in for lenders and, and depending on where you are, depending, it's, it depends on loan size, clearly, as to how attractive they are. Percentage fees, certainly in the, in the investment side, the buy-to-let market, HMO market, etc., were, were quite pro- popular probably 10, 12 years ago. They were pretty much across the board, it was a percentage fee that then stopped when rates went, or not stopped completely, but generally again, you know, a lot of this is general, of course, but then went to a flat fee. So you're finding you were paying for a residential mortgage, 995 was fairly average, and then for buy to let's HMOs, it was. Fourteen nine nine five, or you know, depending on a one nine nine five, was a popular fee to be had. It does seem to have they've started to move across, and a lot of the lenders are going to one percent, one and a half, two percent. I can see it's more coincidence rather than a kickstart because of the rates and the service. Maybe the service issue has had something to do with it because it certainly coincided with the two. I don't think the rates has, has particularly driven that.
2: Do you think, or are you seeing any benefit? Because obviously from our, from our side, the re- reduction of products is, for me personally, quite a challenge because of the, the different properties that I own, you know, HMOs, buy-to-lets, some six-beds, some two-beds. So then when I see a, such a reduction in products, because I think we, we noted that, uh, I don't know, it, it dropped by almost 25% in terms of the number of products available, gone Quite rapidly from like sixteen hundred down to closer to a thousand. These are rough numbers, but then the other side of me says, hopefully that means that the banks can be a little bit more focused about what they do do. So maybe it's maybe it is a good thing for everyone long term, both from a service perspective and uh, from a just being very focused about what they are offering to the market. Are you, are you seeing anything sort of anecdotally that supports that that is helping? Because I'm not going to get into to Kent Reliance. I've I've done a few feedback forms recently, so let's not. We don't have to go into that. But, uh, yeah, are, are you seeing any sort of improvements because of that? Are you seeing benefits to the reduction of products? Interesting to benefit from the
1: reduction. No, is uh, the simple answer. Absolutely not. I think the, the lending and criteria is becoming more and more difficult. You try and read between the lines and, and see what's happening. I think lenders are nervous. I think they're nervous short term. Medium term, I mean, meaning a year, two years, three years, in the mortgage world, I think they're definitely nervous and not quite sure. So they want to look at the the safe, secure lending, the very vanilla style type lending out there. So they're not very aggressive. I don't think, personally, I don't think you'll see sort of the more sort of aggressive, quirky products, which were which were fortunately coming back into the market. Where lenders were saying, what well, okay, what you know, what can we lend on? What, where, where is there, you know, a gap in the market we can look at?" Which is quite, you know, it's good for us and it's quite exciting. Then, now it seems to be that sort of again knee-jerk reaction. I feel about coming right back. Okay, we've had experiences, Stuart, recently with with just ridiculous comments coming out from lenders, and of course, you haven't got anything to go back with them. You know, you can't argue it. It's in, it's in their criteria. If they agree to, they agree to lend, they agree to lend. If they don't, they don't. It's as simple as that.
2: They're the ones who, who are in control. Yeah, they're an immovable object. And uh, we, we have talked about that on our podcast. So I, I don't have to go down that. That ranty rabbit hole today, fortunately <laughs> for me. <yeah. laughs> Absolutely. No, it's, I
1: think certainly for us as bro- in the broker market, you and as investors and business owners, I think it's going to be nothing happens very quickly. I'm getting asked this a lot over the last three weeks of, of rates changing dramatically. I, myself, the, the team, people I speak to, we're all getting the same questions. You know, what, what's, what's going to happen? Where are rates going to go? What, what do you think is going to happen? Same sort of questions, Stuart. What do you think is going to happen with products? Nothing happens very quickly. You know, they'll they they'll withdraw these products. They won't come back on the market. i have put my my hat out there to say they're not going to come back on the market with some really good innovative products for a, a while yet. And a while, I mean, that's what, you know, general term, very grey. But I mean, a, a year or so. It would be my would be my suggestion before to to let everything calm down. Let's see what happens see what this recession brings, how long it lasts for, and then, like any business, they may come back in the market slowly and stop. But I think we're, for mortgage products-wise, I think we're possibly in for a tough time with anything quirky, let's say, for, um, yeah. uh, for the time, short term.
2: Well, I think that, that leads us nicely into talking on, about mortgage rates. But before we get into that specifically, just again, I, I work with a couple of clients where I'm supporting them uh, basically as a property consultant and helping them invest. And I've got one guy that can no longer invest in the properties that he was going to invest in because, because of the interest rates. What, what did work now won't work. It, it's both the interest rate combined with the utility Price increase, so you so we've got something that that might have worked at three and a half percent as an interest rate, but but cannot work at six and a half percent. You know, so that and I've got one guy who's buying in cash. But the interesting thing I was going to say about obviously waiting for products is that I had this conversation yesterday when we were reviewing we viewed four investment properties, and the person buying in cash said, "Yeah, I'll just wait a couple of years before things." before the the rates come down and that sparked a conversation which which from my side was we don't know if that's going to happen you know and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that with the rates and and so then that just sparks a really good conversation about oh, okay so actually what we do need to do is stress test kind of our investments at well at six six and a half percent and Simon would come Simon P would come straight in and say at a minimum I'm sure you know that is that's and that's it. So I, I thought that was just an interesting point about, because I know the question you get is a question I get a lot is, oh, what should we do? How long should we wait? And of course, no, none of us can answer that question, because none of us have that crystal ball. What, what were your thoughts on that, Simon P? I, I,
0: yes, I mean, you, stress testing at six or so percent. I mean, that, that's, yes, far too little, I think, these days. And indeed, I think the mortgage companies agree we've got a couple of things we want to try and talk about at some point, but let, let's go on to starting to talk about rates. And let's start with the, the stress tests for, for rates, because they have gone up a lot, even more than the actual sort of basic rates, which you'd expect because the stress rate should be higher than what you can actually achieve. So what sort of stress tests are now being applied to, to mortgages?
1: That's an interesting one, really. And, it, and you're absolutely right, they've changed dramatically in a very short space of time. So, if, for example, I have one here, which this is a, this is a leading buy to lender, also lend to limited companies. Well, not one of your favourites, Stuart, you'll be glad to know. Uh,
2: thank you for the, I'm thinking of a simpler word than obfuscacy, I don't even know if that's a word, but thank you for obfuscating that company. Uh, yeah, and that's a tough one to get your tongue around.
0: I'm not going to On try a Wednesday. Absolutely. I'm not
1: going to try and say that one. But the, they are now um, stress tasting at 8.49%. Lord above. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and a quick, uh, to give you an idea of how this affects the market. So you're buying a, a standard, standard buy to let, well, you probably wouldn't be after this, £200,000. I'm guessing a £200,000 property. Is probably going to generate about nine hundred pounds a month rental, as a guess. In a, you know, this is all very average and, and possible. That will basically get you fifty percent loan to value. Now, Ouch. so they will yeah, absolutely. Even on a five year product, because they previously they would lend more on a five year product. Now they're they're saying so, and if that goes up, so let's just be let's just be generous and say, okay, well, actually, it'll get a thousand pounds. OK, that will get you, it will go from £100,000 to £110,000 that you can borrow. Makes hardly any difference.
2: I'm looking at Simon's face and I'm seeing deep concern because he's looking at, I mean, so am I. I could, Simon's gone white. Simon. <laughs> Whiteer, well, uh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's just crazy. This is presumably at a um, 145%.
1: It is at, let me just check on their 145, yeah, they're using at 8.4, 49% is their stress test. Wow. Um, now, that is one of the leading largest lenders in the country. So from that, I mean, they are they're notoriously, they're quite, they are quite strict, but how you see from that, all the other lenders will follow, or pretty much so. It happens. It always does. So expect that pretty much across the board, it you know very very soon. But you know where there's like you said Stuart, it's it's a case of right. We're going to have to build this in. This is where we are. We can't hide behind it.
2: Exactly. This is
1: it, there isn't any other way. I'm getting calls daily, that numerous calls daily. Well, what about? I can't you know I can't afford that. That's not you know expecting. I can pull a rabbit out of the hat. It isn't, I I don't, I don't have that control, unfortunately. I'd love to, that'd be very good. But they're the products. You d- and, they you d- and
2: you look nothing like Paul Daniels, <laughs> just for just for the listener's sake. I can just confirm he looks nothing like Paul Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: Debbie McGee coming through with my coffee in a second. <laughs>
2: um, but that is the point, And I think Simon and I mentioned this on uh, previous week's podcast, is that that is exactly what we've got to do we're, we, when we're reviewing our potential investments now the deal analyzers so you've just said it there basically eight and a half percent is what you've got to kind of look at and if someone says that doesn't work well guess what it don't work so you've got to move on and you know think about think about the model and if you know 50 percent launch of value scares the living daylights out of me because you know as as you know you know if i look at my portfolio as an average it's probably still hovering at around 80 so that's that's the world I live in. Yep. But like you say, we've 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 got to operate if we want to continue, and some people won't, but if we want to continue, we've got to recalibrate to those metrics, haven't we? So it's it's yeah. as simple as that. Absolutely. And you're
0: not
1: alone. You know, that's that's it. People who have started a portfolio off over the last, let's say, ten years, or within that period, are generally so and again, generally speaking they're going to be hovering around that sort of loan to value because you get, you're, you're borrowing money at a very cheap rate. So you're getting 80, uh, 75, 80, 85% LTV on wherever you can to gear up as much as you can, go on to the next project, and it, then it carries on. So you're, you, you know, there, there are an awful lot of people out there doing exactly the same thing. And that is the business plan, nothing wrong with it. You've just got to rethink how it works going forward, which then goes on to, well, will that then have a reflection and a correction in house prices and uh, or, or, the, or the particular house prices investors are looking at certainly with not necessarily standard one bedroom two bedroom buy to let because they can be sold to the open market as a residential but more specialist products multi-units multi-unit blocks hmos that sort of thing then, i you know, there may well be a correction mm. in the market there because if the if the vendor is then not getting the footfall through the property and the and the offers in, well, naturally, what you do is you reduce price unless yeah. if you, if you if either you decide to sell or want to sell, whatever the need is.
2: We we don't go too deep into this today, but I, I'm just going to support what you're saying because I am looking for those properties, HMO properties, right now, and have been for quite a few months this year and i'm seeing that play through and i don't want to get into the are we heading for a crash because i'm not sure i like the word crash anyway or you know corrections probably better or you know whatever words we want to use but i am seeing that what you're talking about is exactly what i'm seeing particularly in my area now and in all areas may happen at different times but prices that people were i mean i went to view two properties yesterday and i by my own estimation, the, the vendor is overvaluing it by 50%. And I spoke to the, to the agent outside the house because there was a couple of us there and, and, and the owner was there and the owner went in and I turned around to the guy and I said, this is basically, it's, this is you know, probably 50K more than we'd, and, than we'd expect to pay for this property. It, it was a dilapidate, you know, it wasn't very nice, it was really horrible. And the agent agreed and he said the challenge that they've got is that some vendors haven't yet caught up with the things that you're talking about. It, they may well do when their fixed periods end or when their terms, they'll suddenly realise what those of us are out there looking at the market are facing. Because right now, they might still be on the, the 3.5%, the 4%. So the, the wonderful days I was in of the 4.79s, you know, they look wonderful now. That was high at the time. So I, I do think that's going to happen, particularly depending on the the tenant profile, student properties, if they haven't filled, they're going to be coming onto the market now. Obviously, working professional properties, that's going to happen. But I, I think that's what we'll see. Those properties stick on the market and those values start to come down. And it's just how quickly that happens, I think. So just wanted to support what you're saying, really, because I'm seeing that in person.
1: I think that's it. It's a good point, actually. The, but th- th- that hasn't changed over the years we've seen that on the broker side forever and a day certainly the years i i seen, because unfortunately people vendors will get told one figure usually by, by an estate agent who wants to get them on the books so ramp up the the asking price i'll get that for you absolutely no chance in the world they will but of course it's natural You then you're then told your property, which just throwing figures, is realistically worth 200k. And some agents say, "Don't worry, I've got loads of people interested in the area. They're crying out. They're coming with a cash offer of 250 tomorrow." In their you know subconsciously they have that 250 figure in their mind. They've already spent that money. So trying to get them back down. I mean, it's that's obviously a a huge difference. But it, it works in whatever figures you want to throw at them. But, as soon as you have the higher figure, every single person I've ever come across always works on well, oh, well, you know it was up up at one point three years ago at, at two fifty, so you think, well, yeah, but you never had an offer, and you never had anybody through the door, but subconsciously again, they're constantly thinking it's worth two hundred fifty because one person has told them it's just natural so but it you like you say. Vendors will take time before they, they think, right, okay, I've got to reduce. The market is out there. And the sensible ones won't. Right? There will always be some that thinking, right, there's no way I'm going to sell this. At that rate, they'll know the market. They'll know the stress testing. They'll know their, their market, you know, the, the, the people that are going to come around and buy and visit and make offers. So they're going to have to reduce. Others, who I think you'll just see sitting on the market for a lot longer than you would have done previously.
0: At, at the other end of the, the process, there's another point of valuation. So, past past the agent, past the vendor, past the buyer. If you've got a mortgage involved, there's a, a surveyor and a mortgage company doing another valuation. How are you seeing those? Have they? Have you seen a big change in what is happening with those in the last few weeks, given everything that's happened, and and whether or not you have? Just how are they going generally at the moment? Generally
1: speaking, I would say apart from apart from one case where I've had a portfolio landlord, and a number of their properties have been upvalued, which I've not seen for an awful long time. And uh, just, I think, just mismanagement of figures there more than anything, but it did make me smile. But generally speaking, we're seeing valuers downvalued by quite large figures. Had one this week, an HMO in South London gone from 1.6 down to 1.1, which was really shocking especially where it is it's not a particularly grand property but just for location and size we are just completely speechless but generally speaking yeah down valuations are rife. valuers i think don't want to be left being blamed for it from the lender point of view whether they whether they're being instructed by lenders by the powers that be who knows we 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 go through this cycle. There's always every, I don't know, five years or so, we have this period of, right, okay, they call it corrections. We're just calling it down valuations. Um, And we go through, and we're going through it at the moment. And again, it's okay. If if you know and you're in the market, you kind of appreciate it. And you go, right, okay, well, this is where we are at the moment. I may get that uplift again when I look to revalue it in two years. It's one of those things, again, we've just, unfortunately, we kind of got to live with the appeals process for all of these things is horrendous. I think everybody would, would agree. You send in an appeal, you do an awful lot of work getting comparables and get to, just to be told that the valuer then no doesn't agree with you and we'll stick with the original original valuation.
2: Yeah, it's very frustrating. And uh, we've talked about that. Yeah, quite, quite personally and on the podcast. So I think uh, it's, it's probably time we move on to the rates then, Simon, in terms of where we're currently at. So maybe if you give us a, a quick run through and we can just have a, have a talk about the rates.
1: Yeah, generally, generally an interesting point at the moment the two-year rates are on the whole, certainly on the residential market, higher than the five-year fixed rates. So that may give you some sort of indication. With a, a, a remortgage or a, a home mover two-year rate, to give you an example, at 75% LTV, looking at about 5.7% now. with And again, these change, guys, remember, and, and all the listeners out there, by the time this goes out, this could then completely be out of date and change they, because they are literally changing daily, and we don't know what's happening.
2: Yeah, and I think um, what, what we also say is right now, what we're talking about is indicative. We're not, uh, we're not putting guidance out there. We're not telling people to choose products. We're just actually just commenting on where we're currently at and and what's going on obviously for anyone listening please do just check with your own broker or or, um with with your specialists about what's currently available
0: or of course get in touch with simon and ask him
2: absolutely yeah
1: absolutely and that's the thing it's these things do change we're as you know as brokers we're always happy to to sit down and talk to people whenever they want to but this is just to give you people an idea of what's out there what's around Five year rates you're looking at around about, this is residential again, just over the 5% mark, 5.09. There are again, there are a couple of little quirky, quirky types of rates out there, which you may be able to reduce slightly. And again, they're more specialist and if they suit your needs at any one time. Going on to the more, the the investment side, onto the, to the limited company buy to lets, you're looking now five year rates are just over the 6% mark five-year fixed rates, two-year fixed rates, not really sure, you know, where, you, you know, if that's what you're thinking, just over 5%, 5.09, something to consider, which I'm talking to a lot of people about at the moment, tracker rate, tracker rates on a limited company buy to let 3.54, that's a pay rate. Now, you have to start thinking, well, how much are rates, you know, how much more the, is the base rate going to go up? We don't know. Clearly, none of us know. No, none of us got that amazing crystal ball we all want. But it's got to be a consideration if you can look. And certainly, I'm I'm talking to a lot of people. If you can look, if you can get something without a, a tracker rate, maybe a two-year tracker rate, so you're not tied in too long, or a tracker rate which doesn't have any any, any redemption penalties, so you can switch over to a a fixed rate at a later date. It's got to be a consideration. Tracker rates have just been unheard of in the last ten years. For obvious reasons but at the moment it's got to be a consideration i mean going back to residential you can get a, a tracker rate 2.74 as a pay rate now that then becomes that's a little more attractive and, it, and again it gives you a, a um, an idea of what's out there and again hmos hmo multi-unit blocks very very similar to the limited company by its let's attach higher, about a quarter percent higher So that will give you an idea of of what's happening in the rate market at the moment. And just going back to where we were having a conversation together a few weeks ago, that's about, what, one and a half percent higher than what we were discussing
2: literally a few weeks ago.
0: That's quite a scary um, speed of change, isn't it? uh, Yeah.
2: Well, I was looking at this versus about 20 years ago, basically. So... If you, if I think about those rates that you've just gone, so so most of them started with a five five point seven Resi two year fix five point zero nine, so or six percent for the five year. When you go back twenty years, and this is just for me, just gives you a little bit of context. Twenty years, and this is average interest rates for mortgages, so it's not not for a specific type, but average uh, interest rates for mortgages. Two year fix six point four five, twenty years ago for a three year fix six point seven. And for a five year, six point nine four, for the five year So that's pushing. That was that was pushing seven percent. And then I had a quick look at um, basically just after the financial you know, crash, but it, and it still it didn't get that high. It was six point six on a two year, six point three nine for a three year, and six point four. So again, above sixes. So so my head says that's very that's that's very easily gonna it could go back to that point. And we've been there because that, that's not so long ago and actually 20 years ago. So when you look at where we're at now, that's not it is to us personally, but it's not it's not a huge you know, increase in terms of, you know, just just one more one or two more rises. I mean, one more point five percent increase and we're there or, or one quarter, one quarter percent increase and we're there on some of them. So uh, it just shows you, you know, what, what could happen.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, I think we. We we just get very comfortable. I think we've got very comfortable as a society, haven't we? Business owners, brokers, we of just constantly talking about very, very low rates because they've been around for so, such a long time. And now you know, it's the shock, I think, of, of them increasing so quickly. I think that's the key here. We're not quite used to it. A gradual, less painful rise would have been easier to take. But again, I will go back. We are where we are. These are the rates. I, I agree, Stuart. I think the there will be another. The feeling is there will be another rise. It's likely to be half percent from the the talk of the town. So those rates are going to go back up. You know, we're six percent rates are going to be commonplace. We need to build that in, or buyers, investors need to build that into their calculations going forward. How long it's going to be before they come down. And the, and the other thing is, if they do come down, it's a big if, but if they do come down, what are they going to come down to? Personally, I don't believe they're going to go back to where we were because they were ridiculously low. Yeah. You know, everybody knew that. Everybody knew we're sitting there on rates of sub 1% for their residential property, knew they were, it's, it, it, you know, they're unheard of and it can't possibly stay, stay where they are. Now it has moved up. That's kind of where we possibly, possibly should be a little bit higher than I think than possibly where we should be. But that's, that's, again, personal.
2: And that's why I was looking at the, and the older rates, the average rates, because we we have been, myself included, you know, we've been anchored to these low rates and, and therefore, you know, inherently we feel like we can go back to those rates. But actually, when I look back. Because it we have been used for the last 10 years, in our minds, that's, that's the truth. But actually, 10, 10 years ago, they weren't that. 20 years ago, they weren't that. So actually, it could just be, as you say, them. they might go down to something, but that might, it might be 5%. That might be, the, that might be the, the new load. So as you say, I think for all of us as investors, we, we've just got to reframe what we do and um, work with those new parameters.
1: Absolutely. I think that and it will, we will do over time. It's just a case of getting used to it, isn't it? I mean, it, it's a shock for everybody. It's a worry for everybody. I think people have, get, have got used to it. People's spending has been in comparative to what they've been paying out on their mortgage. So they've been spending more. But with the cost of utilities going up as well, I think people are already used to saying, right, we're going to have to cut back. They will cut back more because of their mortgage rates going up. You've got to, of course we've got to remember that an awful lot of those people are still in the middle start, getting closer to the end of a fixed rate. So it will not affect people immediately, or sorry, a lot of people immediately. But over the certainly for me, over the coming year, two year, three year period, that's when the shock's going to happen. All of these people falling out, so they've stretched themselves to the limit. At rates of one, one and a half percent, it's going to be a real shock when, in in a year's time, two years time, when you know they can't, they can no longer afford the new car on the drive and things like that, and luxuries like that will have to, uh, will have to take
2: a, a back step.
0: So, sort of related to that, something I was wondering about asking earlier actually was where the stress tests are getting much harder. How are mortgage companies currently handling that for remortgages? Do they, and and I suspect this is different, whether you're remortgaging with the same lender or whether you're trying to remortgage away, are are there any sort of, is there any leniency on those stress tests?
1: Yeah, there there are a few lenders who are looking, if it's like for like now, a, a like for like investment, buy to let property, and you're not raising any more money, they are a lot more lenient there are a couple of products out there that just say right okay that's what you're doing you're not doing anything different you've obviously being paid." and that that to me is common sense lending you're not doing anything different you're not raising more money to for whatever reason you just want to improve the rate well it won't actually be improving the rate but you want to get a most competitive rate so yes there are a few of those we get the feeling that they will be more commonplace raising funds from investment properties, unless you have a very low loan to value, is probably not going to be as common. But certainly switching from lender to lender, because what we are seeing is rate switch slash product transfer rates are very high. Um, That's certainly something. So people will be looking to change lender. And if they have this product where they are, they will just literally switch it over without too many questions asked. That will be, yeah, that's a, that's a really good move
2: forward. And final question, because I, I appreciate we've we, we're running over a, a usual allotted time. But are you seeing any changes with regards to ERCs being added to products, or is that something that tends to stay fairly static within the product offering? If you know what I mean. So it's usually we do one with ERCs, which is a slightly lower rate, and one with our ERCs, which is a slightly higher rate, or with a product fee. Are ERCs something that are fairly static in products
1: or, or is that not? A... Yeah, it, absolutely. They're, not a lot has changed. I mean, you get the odd one here or there that may come out. They were testing the water. I think that I, I believe that some of the lenders were testing the water just to have a, a ERC-free product. There were a couple out there. They were quite attractive, actually, to be fair, and more so on the, on the tracker rates. You will find them on tracker rates, which are, and I think, I, my feeling is you'll find more of them out there. They will. That, that's the type of product which will come back in the market to get the good quality business in, which does make sense from a, from a lender business point of view. Get some good quality business in on a tracker rate so they're making their profit because that's what they're geared for. The client is happy. Because they're getting a good, decent tracker rate and it's fair, lower than the, the, and they're free to move to, you know, to wherever they may want to go and switch you on to a fixed rate at a later date. But generally, going back to what you said, Sure, yeah, they've pretty much stayed stagnant. We haven't really seen any sort of dramatic for a number of years now.
2: Fine. And I should just say, because I did the thing which I hate doing, I used an acronym without actually saying the whole thing, which was I'm talking, we're talking about, of course, early redemption charges. So I just thought I'd say that because I just used the acronym.
0: Right, well, on those two pieces of good news, that the stress testing is is not being increased too much on remortgages, and ERCS are not really changing very much. I think that's about as good as we can get in the mortgage market at the moment. So, so we're gonna, we're going to finish there. We have also run over time, so we definitely need to finish. So, thank you very much to, to Simon Glastonbury for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with him, contact details will be in the show notes, and hopefully the mortgage market will now stay nice and stable for a little while and we we will invite Simon back again in in a while and hopefully it'll just be a a nice gentle update and saying that that things are moving along swimmingly but we're all
2: shaking our heads we're all shaking our heads (laughs) We, we shall see
0: in the meantime anyone listening if you've got questions you'd like us to put to Simon next time he is on or any comments on what we've said today please do get in touch. You can reach us on at B-I-Z of property on Twitter, or you can contact us via thebusinessofproperty.com, which is also where you can find all of our show notes and past episodes. And we will talk to you again next week.